and white and we're looking good He'll be in for a fight and we fight pretty good Getting goals is our job and we get goals good Looking good, we are Carlisle United Hello everyone, you're listening to the Brunton Bugle The number one place to get a kind of fix in the podcast world I'm Lee Rooney And I'm Dan McLennan It's a ball draw at Brunton Park as Walsall and United cancel each other out we look back on that stalemate with the Saddlers in Cumbria while previewing this weekend's trip down the M6 to face big spending Salford City at the Peninsula Stadium. I tell you what, Dan, I picked a good game to miss, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was one of those. If if I played, you know, the classic, if I played to midnight, you'd be lucky if it was a goal. It was just, it was just dour. Well, obviously, as I've probably mentioned already, I was on to, the, on to this weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, obviously, I was at the uh, Hertha Berlin v uh, Cologne game, Cologne for those who don't speak German. Um, and yeah, I was sort of I, 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 I ummed and on about oh, should, should I just pay for the iFollow and I can sort of keep an eye on it while I'm at the game. But I thought no, I want to concentrate on the Hertha game and actually enjoy it. So I was sort of just watching for the. Um, I wasn't even listening. Um, I was watching for the like tweet alerts and stuff coming through and it was so few and far between wasn't it, it was there was yeah. not much big action in there really was there and, no you know come on very very happy after the Hertha Colin game we might talk about that a little bit later actually my little trip to Germany because both me and you love going over to Germany to watch football don't we Dan we can talk about some of yeah. the, the good things to do with that because there isn't going to be much to talk about from the uh, <laughs> the Carlisle game it's fair to say um yeah, well, uh, let's get straight into it then. Um, let's do the, this is the usual bit where we talk about the, the sponsors and uh, how you can find out about us on social media. We're very proud to say that once again this season, the podcast has been sponsored by the Cali Knight Sports Club London Branch. The London Branch is open to all Cali Knight fans. They've got members from Cornwall to Dundee and Houston, Singapore, and of course, every part of London and the South East. They regularly meet up on away trips as well as arranging many social events, sports games and fundraising for the club. They'll be providing us with information for the away games as part of the preview section this season too. You can find out more about the London Branch at their website, carlislelondonbranch.org. Just a reminder also, if you don't already, please do subscribe to the podcast. You can do that on any good podcast app, wherever you get your podcasts, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Pocket Casts, any good podcast app. If you just search for the Brunton Bugle, um, click subscribe, and then every time a new episode comes out, you will get straight into your inbox. And if you don't already, please do uh, follow us on social media. We're on Twitter, at Brunton Bugle. Uh, same address on Instagram, at Brunton Bugle. Um, if you search for the Brunton Bugle on uh, Facebook and click like, you can follow us there. And uh, yeah, we're also on the Be Just Unfair Not Facebook group, um, which is a fantastic community. Over 3,000 people in there would recommend joining it, definitely. Uh, we're on the companies.net message board. And you can find us on email, bruntonbugle at gmail.com. Okay, Dan, with all that out of the way, it's time to get into the news section. A couple of little bits of news this week, actually, isn't there? We've had uh, some quiet weeks recently, but uh, a couple of bits to, to cover. First of all, uh, news of a departure from the, uh, what, is it coaching setup, would you say? Or is it more like the uh, the medical department, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah, um, medical department. It's, it's part of the co- wider coaching, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So obviously news broke earlier this week that United will be on the hunt for a new physio as Ross Goodwin uh, is set to leave the club uh, soon to take over a new role at an unnamed Scottish side. Uh, Goodwin joined the Blues in from Kilmarnock in July 2020, replacing long-serving physio Neil Dalton. And the club have confirmed that an advert will be going out uh, for the role shortly. So yeah, a bit, bit of a blow to you lose him. Um, I suppose I suppose it's easing up at least a bit in the injury room right now. So it's not quite as bad, is it? But, uh, but yeah, a little bit of a shame to see Roscoe. Mm. Yeah. Interesting to see who puts in. 
Yeah, it'd be very interesting indeed. Um, I mean, there's, there's always plenty of you know up and coming people that you know have trained up to be yeah. physio and stuff, yeah. isn't there? And yeah, quite a few former players tend to go for it now these days, don't they? Actually, as well, just to keep themselves in the game, possibly. So uh, yeah, because I remember, is it, remember that lad we nearly signed from uh, Doncaster years ago, is it, uh, Greg Blundell. Yeah. Him? I think he's a physio these days somewhere. I'm not 100% sure where. It might even be Tramere, actually, but I'm not sure. Um, so, yeah, uh, United are going to be looking for a new physio soon. Um, other bit of news, uh, half-season tickets uh, are going on sale. Um, interesting one, this, Dan. It's caused a little bit of debate among a few people on Twitter. Um, there's some people claiming that it's it's insulting to, season, to full-season ticket holders because the offer they're getting is cheaper than what some full-season ticket holders are getting. Not all it's, season holders, it should be pointed out. It's only cheaper if you only got one of the two game saving ones. Yeah. So the majority of season ticket holders will have been either early bird renewal or four game renewal. Yeah. And they they've still got it cheaper. So Exactly. Exactly. I, I think I thought that was a bit over the top some of the reactions that I had this week, but most fans yeah. seem quite happy that it and you know, I think it's great. Because let's say you get a good two hundred and fifty signed up for that. Next season, if they get if they're hooked and think this is brilliant. They sign up next season and suddenly you're well over 2,000 season ticket holders for home games, yeah. aren't you? I think yeah. it uh, starts on Boxing Day, doesn't it? Yeah, well, a great game to start with. Home against Bradford, a big crowd as it is, you reckon? Yeah, um, so it's you know it's a ideal Christmas present sort of thing, you know. Yeah, I think it's a great. I think I think it's a great idea. I think it's really good, and you know, the, I know they've done it in the past, but you know, they, they seem to be giving it a bit more of a push this season, don't they? Because in the past, it's kind of, sort yeah, of yeah. quietly sort of, yeah, half season ticket sales are on are going on now. You don't need to know. Uh, whereas now they're like, yes, come and get your half season tickets. Come down and support the Blues yeah. and back Simo. So, uh, so yeah, good to see the club doing that. Uh, quick loan watch roundup then before we we have to talk about uh, United against Walsall. Um, good weekend for a couple of the players, wasn't it, Dan? I think it's fair to say. Um, start off with Max Kilsby. What a great weekend for Anna, eh? Yeah, really good win up at uh, Sterling Albion, who have been going really well. A second in the table, weren't they going uh, to this game, Anna? No, sorry, Sterling, sorry. This, this is how tight it is. Anna were second bottom a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. yeah, I think they've got a game in hand, and if they win a couple, they can be third or fourth. You know, that's... yeah. That's what happens in these smaller sized leagues, you know. It's, it's only towards the end of the season of games. that it starts to spread out a bit more, doesn't it? Really. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes you get one team that runs away with it, like a Kelty Heart or something like that. But um, but no, yeah, really good win, two 0 win, a clean sheet as well, which is good for Max as a defender. Um, and obviously as you mentioned there uh, next weekend they're actually at home against Elgin City. Now they are fourth at the moment. So if they win that, they go level on points with Elgin, and obviously with that game in hand. Potentially, they can go. Sorry, they them. don't. I've just looked. They don't have one in hand. I oh, think sorry, they must when, have played it. When I last looked, it hadn't quite updated. But ah, right. they're, they're, all, they're in seventh on sixteen, and there's three teams on nineteen, and East Fife and further on twenty-one. So, you know, win yeah. win three on the belt, you jump up four places. Exactly. So, yeah, there's every chance they could push themselves up the table. And then, and again, good to see Max getting a bit of game time because he was out of the team for a little bit, wasn't he? But he seems to have uh, yeah. pinned down a place now. Um, not so good for the other lad north of the border, Lewis Bell. Uh, another full 90 minutes for him, which is good news, but once again, a defeat for Gretna. They lost 2-1 at Hearts B, which drops them to 16th in the table. Um, they don't actually have a league fixture now until Saturday the 3rd of December when they play Cowden Beef. It's weird to think of Cowden Beef outside the Scottish uh, Football League, isn't it, really? Yeah. In the yeah. east of Scotland. Uh, sorry, um, the, not the east of Scotland, the, uh, the south of Scotland, but there you go. Um, yeah, so... 
a bit, a bit frustrating there for Lewis. Uh, but again, another game under his belt. Um, no game for Sam Fishburne this weekend. Uh, Morpeth actually lost 3-0 at uh, um, Nantwich Town, but Sam wasn't involved in that game. Uh, this weekend, they travel to Cheshire to take on Warrington Rylands. And finally, Lewis Boyd. Um, this was a really big one for Carl City. They've been on a bit of a stinking run, haven't they? Done. And mm. they won 3-2 at Pickering Town this weekend. Do Now, Pickering was second bottom, so you think, oh, well, that's still a, you know, they, they should be expected to win that. But Carlisle only had 11 players available for this game, didn't they? Yeah, I think I think the game had been switched. Like, I think they were meant to be at home originally, and then they were away. And due to commitments of lads, you know, I mean, yeah. at that level, lads, lads have stuff on, you know. And I think they literally had the bare 11 sort of thing. Yeah, so, so it's pretty really, good result. Really impressive, and uh, by all accounts, Lewis made some really good saves in this game. So again, he's got nine appearances now, playing it, you know, in the pyramid as well. So that's really good for him, you know, as a lad who's still only what seventeen, eighteen, isn't he? So fantastic stuff for Lewis. Um, right, well, we've put it off long enough, Dan. Let's talk about it then. Kind of nil, Walsall nil. Not one for the ages, is it fair to say? Although. From watching the extended highlights, there were still plenty of chances. You do see some of these games where there's no chances at all. But the thing that stands out for me is neither keepers really had a save to make, have they? No. Yeah. No. There were there was chances, but actual solid on target ones, there was there was very little. I think there was one that Hurley had to push over the bar, wasn't there? And I think for yeah. their I'm not sure their keeper. And, had and it wasn't it wasn't all he wasn't overly stretched. No, no, certainly The size of him, you know. Yeah, I think, oh, there was there was one where their keeper had to tip over a, a header from back that bounced, looped and bounced over him nearly, but that, I think, is about it for both keepers, really, in terms of serious yeah. saves to make. Um, yeah, how, how do you look at this one, Dan? Do you look at it as a sort of missed opportunity, or do you think Walsall were really flying? You know, they were second in the form table going into this game. Coming on the, off the back of a, a really impressive win against Wickham Wanderers in the FA Cup, do you almost take a step back sometimes? I have to say, okay, actually, that's not a, not that's not the worst result in the world to pick up. I think it was two similar teams who almost cancelled each other out. Yeah, and uh, obviously we play them next week in the cup. I think it was quite a good indicator of you know when when we drew Walsall, a lot of people were like, oh, we'll win that. Well they're not a bad team and they're actually yeah. quite strong at home they don't concede many they don't score many either uh, they've been on a good run you know I mean they, they haven't lost in the league for a month you know so you know it was it's, I think it was maybe a little bit uh, what was that other game earlier in the season where we'd had was it Rochdale oh, yes where, where we'd had the run of games and we just looked slightly tired I wonder if the Harrogate game midweek possibly drained us a little bit. Uh, no, it was was it the Mansfield game or the Rochdale game? I can't remember. Ooh, maybe the Mansfield. There was there was definitely a game. I know what you're talking crew, about. Crew, sorry, crew. it was Crew. Absolutely, crew. Right, yes, yeah, similar to that. Because we, we'd be, we'd been away at Newport and Grimsby prior to it, hadn't we? Yeah, and I, I thought it was quite similar to that. You know, I mean, we'd we'd been away to Stockport, we'd been away to Tranmere. Yes, we had Tranmere in the cup, but then we'd been away to Harrogate. And I think it was just one of them where it was just the end of a little run of matches. You know, we've got injuries in and out. Some players are playing every minute. I think it was just a little combination of stuff. And I think I think Simo's probably been quite glad of 
a clear midweek because the uh, Cumberland Cup game got called off midweek because mm. Penrith was waterlogged. So you'd yeah. have had a good solid week with them, let them rest, build them up again, and well, you, you say ready to go. You say let them rest. He made it very clear it wasn't a week off, didn't he? In his post. Oh class. yeah, I, I don't. I don't mean you know sit on the couch, but yeah. certainly certainly tailored his training to. Uh, some managers yeah. like that, though, don't they? They like having. They, they say sometimes, as much as you know, it's great to have all these games coming. Sometimes you need to have a good week working with them on the training yeah, ground, yeah. working through your tactics, making sure you solidly know what you're doing, and that might really benefit us actually at the moment because we've been a bit stop start with players coming in and out and things like that. But now we're sort of getting down to a solid squad. I mean, well, let's talk now about the team selection. No big surprise. John Mellish coming back into the start 11. We we all expect that because we missed him very badly against Harrogate. Uh, he replaced Whelan. And uh, Jordan Gibson also came in place of uh, Christian Dennis, as Simo's mentioned. We're sort of managing a calf issue with him at the moment a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, this was the first time, I think, this season, he had the luxury of leaving two players out of the matchday squad. Mm. going to a game which is quite incredible when you think about it isn't it you know all, all season we've not really been able to I think when I when I look back at the game I think Taylor Charters obviously deserved to start because he's got a cracking goal midweek and he's played two or three games but when when you look at Walsall's defenders the solid league two defenders the big lads yeah. I wonder if it was just the wrong game for him to start but on the flip, it would have been harsh to drop him after he scored, you know. Yeah, it, it, it's a tough one to judge, isn't it? And obviously, you know, you, you, you look at you look at Walsall's backline. You know, you've got uh, Manny Monty, who's he's a big lad. You yeah, know, yeah. You, you don't get much change out of him. No. They're not brilliant players, but they're they're good, good at what good league two do. players. Good oh, solid league two players. Yeah. You know, the they have Donovan Daniels beside him, who's another. You know, a big lad. Hayden White obviously was on loan here. He's he knows his way around this division. Look in front of them, you know, Comley seems to have settled there. Yeah. You know, uh the other lad, uh Maddox had that yeah, decent yeah. game for them, you know, it's the the solid, well drilled, strong side, you know, and I just sort of think Charters and Gibson maybe couldn't handle the physicality a little bit. Yeah, I've got Gibson. Without down. being too harsh on them, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I've got Gibson down as a talking point for later on, actually. So maybe we'll, we'll yeah. discuss him shortly. Um, yeah, in terms of the chances, um, it's hard to pick many. I've watched the extended highlights, and there's some okay. So, I mean, there was one long range shot from Maddox from them that went whistle just past the post. Guy had a couple yeah. of long ranges. Um, the main one that stands out for us is the Charters one. Now, when I read this on social media and a few posts, said as if he like missed a really easy chance. I'll, I'll look back. He should hit the target, yes, but it's not like a guilt-edged. You know, he should be scoring from their chance, in my opinion, personally. No. I think you should at least make the keeper work, shouldn't you? But he had five defenders in front of him as he took the shot, so it wasn't as easy as it was made out to be. I feel, but I don't know if, if you've got a different thought on that, Don. Uh, I think it. It was a decent effort, but I don't think it was ever a cast. Should have been a goal. Yeah, you know? yeah, definitely. It was, yeah, it's sort of tied in with the game, really. You know. Yeah. Um, how do you have a chance I could sort of pick up? We had, we had a lot of chances first off by Luxing. So it looks like we mostly dominated by an early chance for them. Jack Armour had one on the turn that was blocked and went out for a corner, but there was another incident where Armour was clean through on goal, and their lad shoved him over. 
and the ref gives nothing. And then all we get is a corner from the ball when it's cleared away. Now, you'll have seen this in normal time from the B stand rather than from the, the side where the, the camera is. There's a lot of calls of people saying, oh, you know, it should have been a red card. I think if he gives it, I think it's a yellow card. I don't know. I don't know if because I feel like the defender's coming over and covering for him. Was it, was it in or out of the box? I can't remember. It was outside the box. It was a good it was outside five, the four box. or five so, yards. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was sort of by the D, wasn't it? So yeah. if if it is, a, obviously, if it's in the box, it's penalty and yellow card because you can't get uh, double jeopardy now, can you? you know, so. Well, un- unless you're making no attempt to get the ball. And yeah, there's an yeah. argument if you're shoving someone over, you're not making an attempt to get the ball. Well, so true, 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 true. But uh, maybe it would have been a free kick and we got the corner, didn't we? Yeah. So it's six and two frees, isn't it? It's Yeah. You know, I mean, it, we don't like to talk about referees, but we always seem to. He wasn't yeah. the best. Well, Simmer made he's, some he's comments. Cer- he certainly wasn't as bad as the Leighton Orient one. But... No. I've seen some comments Simmer's made about grappling in the box on corners and stuff, didn't he, after the game? Was that in relation? Was he particularly there poor was... on that? You would have thought Walsall had done a manual handling course prior <laughs> to the game. I think that would be the fairest comment because there was certainly hands-on. And I do believe there was a bit of a thing that referees can be a bit more lenient but they seem to have gone completely the other way, as yeah. in anything goes now. Yeah. You know, I mean, some of it was like a cross between Hulk Hogan and Conor McGregor. You know, it was <laughs> there's proper grapples going on, and you're like, there's got to be a bar somewhere. You know, I mean, the problem is, is each referee will have a different interpretation of what's, what's 50-50 and what's downright chalk slam, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, any stand-up performance for you in this game in terms of the individual performances? Uh, Owen Moxon, I should say, got the whoscored.com uh, star man. Um, uh, 7.7 he got in this game. He, he continued to get very good scores in every game this season, pretty much. Uh, no one really stood out massively. And, I mean, plus point, clean sheet, yeah. didn't concede. You know, Mellish slotting back in easily. I thought all the defence weren't too bad because they had a bit of a, a shocker at Hadgate, didn't they? They weren't. Yeah, they wasn't the best night. Wasn't the best night, but uh, nobody really stood out for me. You know, uh, it was very much a six out of ten all round. Yeah. You know, I thought. I thought, as I've alluded earlier, Charters and Gibson, maybe, also a little bit more physical for them because that. Well, certainly Gibson is one of our smaller players, you know. I mean, running up against them big lumps, he, you know, he was, he was always going to have a hard afternoon. But it, Just before we move into talk about Gibson in a sec, but um, uh, just a note, I've just gone on whoscored.com and after they put together all the statistics over the season and work things out. In terms of League 2 play statistics, the top performer in the division at the moment this season is Sam Hoskins, number one, with 7.55 rating. Second place... Owen Moxon, 7.41. So, apparently second best player in the division. So, well, he's the first best, isn't he, sir? Yeah, in, in our opinion, yeah. definitely. definitely. Yeah. Um, Andy Cook and Elliot Watt are both in the, in the top 10 as well. I mean, no, no surprise with Andy Cook. He's scoring for fun. No, he's having a good season, isn't he? He's having a great season. Um, let, let, yeah, let's talk then about Jordan Gibson. Um, it sounds like he was just a little bit off the pace and 
it, it's hard to judge this game because I wasn't there. So I'm, 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 I'm sort of trying to tease out of you here a little bit, I suppose, in that sense. But um, yeah, looking at the stats, it does suggest that he struggled a bit and his impact on matches has dropped off just a little bit of late. He seems to be struggling to make an impact. Do you, do you think he maybe needs just that little bit of a rest maybe to recharge his batteries and just be used as an impact sub? I think the, I don't want to say imminent, but certainly Hilton made the bench and Devitt's not far off. I think a little bit of healthy competition will help him. Yeah. You know, because he's pretty much a starter, isn't he? You know, yeah. but if, if we've got them to fit, wanting to get minutes into them, it'll maybe uh, G him up a little bit and think, oh, hang on, you know, they, these two are back there, can play my position, yeah. you know, let's, let's this, notch it up a bit. I suppose this was more of a 3-4-3, three, three, wasn't it, again, in that yeah, yeah, yeah. Charles and Gibson either side of Edmondson almost. Yeah, and, yeah. And Gibson's best performance of the season. There's occasional games where he moves to the wing during a game and he makes an impact, but he, he's not really impressed when he started on the wing. I think I think his best games have been playing as that number 10 almost, just behind your front two. Obviously, we couldn't do that in this game because Dennis... Uh, Stretton and Cho Silver weren't fit enough to start alongside Edmondson. Um, so I, I do wonder maybe if, if this weekend you bring in one of Dennis or Stretton to play alongside Edmondson and then you can put Gibson into that role and maybe you do rest charter. So now he's had his little mm-hmm. run in the team, but he's shown, you know, he'll be on the bench. I'm sure he'll make an impact from the bench. So maybe that's the way you change it possibly. Yeah, I mean, you know, we've got Patrick back on grass this week by all accounts. So That's good. He's he's stepping up. I, I would imagine he'll still be two or three weeks away. I like, yeah. but, you know, but like I so said, we've got we've got a rearranged game in the Cumberland Cup where I think likes so of Barkley and Devitt we're going to get a few minutes, and uh, yeah. you know, we'll uh, we'll see, we'll see. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, Obviously, as mentioned there, Moxon got the Starman uh, thing. Interesting, Simo in in the week didn't he say that uh, they're not discussing new contracts with any players at the moment? I, I do wonder if that's sort of a little bit of a distraction sort of thing. To say we're not talking about them, but actually behind the scenes they to, are. To, to be fair, with Moxon, he's on a two year, and I think he's got an option as well. I don't know if there is an option. I'll have to check on that. But the, I, I don't remember there being one announced when he signed, but I could be wrong on that one. So I'll, I'll double check while we're definitely on a two year. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's one of those ones, that if he hasn't got the option, surely they've got to be looking to sort something in the new year, the latest, surely. Yeah, you would think. Yeah, that, that, that's that's the... Oh, no, let me hear. Right, I've got it open now. Uh, Two-year deal, no mention of an option in the uh, in the article, so... Man, they, they, don't, they don't always they don't always mention them, do they? Yeah, they, they, they tend to like to, to keep people happy, don't they? But it, it may yeah. well be they've kept it secret, I don't know. But, yeah, uh, odd like us, you mean. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's true, that, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. A couple more bits, Dan, um, and any bits you want to drop in after. Uh, the Back-Ellis debate... Now, this is one I've seen a few people talking about online. I think it's on the, the club's Facebook page, especially. And I think some on the message board as well. Um, I think it's worth a discussion. Some fans seem to think we should be starting Ellis over back as he's our own player and we should be developing him ahead of someone else's player. What's your thoughts on this one? Uh, it's a hard one, isn't it? It would be a manager. Because... Throwing to the hat, you'll also have Joel Senior coming back yeah. shortly as well. So, and they're all they're all quite similar in age yeah. as well, aren't they? Yeah. You know, uh, 
Back's probably we won't we won't count Senior at the moment because he's still coming back from injury. But uh, Back's probably the senior one, despite Ellis being our player. Uh, we don't know if there's anything in his contract about certain minutes and that. Some clubs do, some clubs yeah. don't. So we can't speculate on that. Uh, it's a hard one, isn't it? It really is. I, my, my opinion on this is pretty straightforward. You pick the best player out of the two. And for me, as as well as as Jack Ellis has done, and he's done brilliantly for a young lad you know, who's coming through, and he's not, probably really not really a right wing back. He's more of a centre back. I, I still don't think he's as good as Finn back. I think Finn back is the better player of the two. And no matter what situation you're in, you can talk about, oh, yeah, we wanted to... Simo's first thought's got to be, I've got to put my best 11 out here. Not, yeah. I can put this lad in and develop him a bit more, and that'll help me in the yeah. long term. It's always, you've got to manage your thing short term. So for me, Finn back's at the moment, starts every week because he is the better player of the two of them. And that's not a yeah. slight on Jack Ellis because Jack Ellis has been brilliant yeah. and, and he will, you know, long-term will be a good player for us. But I, I, I think yeah. long-term, Jack Ellis could certainly be our right man in a free. Because I, I think he could do a similar role to Mellish in that, you know, because he's, he's shown yeah. he can bring the ball out and come and, forward because Feeney doesn't do that as much, which is fine because that's not the kind of we, defender he is. But, without you know. disrespecting Paul Huntington... Yeah. He's not the youngest player in the squad. And I know yeah. Simo's talked about him possibly playing for two or three years, etc. If everything goes well, long term, you would like to think that when Huntington does hang his boots up or move on, that Feeney could move in the middle and you could have Ellis and Mellish providing mm-hmm. they're both still here. And that would be a pretty competent back three who will have yeah all played a lot of games together for quite a while. Yeah, definitely. You know? Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a fair point. That, But yeah, it'd be interesting to see what some other fans think on that. I've seen a lot, of, not a lot, but I've seen a few people making that point. But yeah, like say, yeah. for, for me, you always pick your best player out of the two, yeah. whether it's, you know, and for me at the moment, Finn is the best player of the two. That's just the way it is. Um, yeah. One other point I've spotted is, um, now my, it's about suspensions, this. Now, my understanding is, the 19th league fixture you play is the cutoff point for your five bookings, isn't it, Dan? I'm yeah. pretty sure that's what it is these days. Yeah. We've got two players currently sitting on four bookings, which is Jack Armour and Jaden Harris. Now, I'm I'm not sure whether they both will count there because one one of Armour's bookings came in the FA Cup and one of Harris's came in the FA Cup and one of his also came in the trophy. I think trophy ones don't count. I might be wrong on that one, but it's weird because red cards don't in the trophy, do they? They only count towards the trophy. <coughs> bookings, it's not very clear as to how yeah, that actually works. I, I will, uh, I'll have a look over the weekend for next week. And whether it's me or Mike on, depending obviously on our work and that, yeah. I will do a little segment trying to explain it all. Yeah. Because so, it is complex as, you know, with trophy reds yeah. and... And I'm sure it's got more complicated in recent seasons because the FA Cup used to just be counted as part of your league suspensions, didn't it? Which we found yeah, out wasn't yeah. when John Mellis didn't miss the game against uh, Tranmere. So, so yeah, interesting to see what happens to that. Um, anything else you want to talk about from this game, Dan? I'm guessing no. Cause it wasn't Not really, really no. No, mm-hmm. no. I think we've covered quite a bit there, to be fair, considering it was a nil-nil. Um, quick League 2 roundup then, Dan. Just looking through some of the results. Um, Crawley Town picking up a little bit of a uh, form, aren't they? Nice yeah. win for them against Barrow. 
a 1-0 mm-hmm. victory. Um, more on that one later on in the x file section. Um, I, heard, I heard Pete Wilde whinging post-match well, well, about nothing, decisions, didums. Nothing changes there, does it? Yeah. Um, uh, sol- solid wins for Orient and Northampton. Yeah, I mean, North, Orient, Northampton... Spe- Orient, especially after getting beat at Wimbledon midweek. Yeah, and a, and a good result for Bradford at Sutton actually as well. Bradford and Northampton play each other this weekend. That'll be a hell of a game, that one, won't it? Yeah, yeah. That should be a really good game. And I, I think there could be some quite big crowds, couldn't they, in, a, in League 2 this weekend, actually. We've obviously with the um, with the Premier League and that being off now and yeah. the Championship due to the World Cup. Uh, there could and be we, we've numbers. sold out. Yeah, we have indeed, which we'll talk about in a minute. But the interesting one is... Um, Over 1,300. If you've seen in the National League... Notts County have got a sellout for their home game. 16,000 or something just, mad. That is incredible, isn't it? Uh, it shows how yeah, big yeah, our yeah. Premier League is, doesn't it, really, in terms of, you know, you can get a yeah, in fifth yeah, tier yeah. getting crowd like that. Fifth tier getting 16,000. Astonishing, isn't it? Absolutely astonishing. Um, yeah, I mean, look at this, obviously looking through these again. Again, Stevenage, another good, you know, a 1-0 win at home against Hartlepool. In fact, did you see the goal in this game, I should say? Uh, no, I didn't, I didn't see many highlights last week. So the Stevenage goal was a repeat of the Hallam Hope goal against Notts County. where the, uh, Oh, yes, sorry, I have seen it. It uh, popped up on my Twitter. Yeah. I want, Danny Rose. Now, I, did, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't take note of what team it was. I just I saw it on Twitter. And I, I, think, I think it was maybe a Carlisle fan of retweeting yeah. saying, oh, Hallam Hope again, you know. But what I'd say about this, it should have been disallowed because he's hiding behind the line in the net. And that technically yeah, is yeah. leaving the field of play without the referee's permission. Yeah, so he should have actually yeah. been booked. It should have been disallowed. Yeah, Hallam Hope, if you watch back, I don't think Hallam Hope actually ever leaves the field no, on, no, on, no. on his goal. So that his, his was perfectly legal. Um, so yeah, no, all, all round pretty decent for the for the top teams. I mean, down the bottom, Hartlepool and Colchester look in desperate states, don't they? When you look at it, they're really, really struggling at the bottom. Yeah, they're struggling. Yeah. I mean, it's still quite tight. Harrogate on 13, which I mean, I'm surprised they're right down there because I was quite impressed when we played them. It might yeah, just be a weird yeah. off night, but I mean, Hartlepool, they won the last week, but they've, you know, looking at it other than that, you know, five defeats in the last six, four yeah. defeats in the last six for Colchester. I, th- I think Hartlepool need to make a decision on the management situation because Mr. Curl was only ever. Semi-temporary, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. And I'm looking here, Gillingham, we've got the, the least number, well, joint least number of wins in the division. Their big problem is they just draw too many games. <laughs> they, yeah, they're, yeah. They, they don't concede that many, but they, but, oh God, I mean, I'm looking actually here, they, they've got one of the better defences in the division. They've only conceded, they've conceded the same number of goals as us, <laughs> 19, but they've only scored six. Six in 17 yeah. games is a st- astonishingly poor attack. But we thought that yeah. when we played them, didn't we? we weren't very impressed with them at all. So there you go. Right, should we take a little break, Dan? And yeah. then we'll be back to look ahead to the Salford game. Hi, I'm John Halpin, and you're listening to the Brunton Bugle. Ooh, we've got a new one there, Dan, haven't we? Ooh. Oh, that's a little teaser. Yes, that is a uh, well, well-deserved presentation by the PFA at halftime in the Walsall game. That was probably my highlight of the match. Yes, that, that's the reason I put it in, to be fair, because I, I yeah, remember yeah. seeing all the pictures from that. I thought, well, let's give Halby a little shout out. Yeah. Uh, that may well be a hint to an upcoming interview that may be appearing on the pod very soon. Yeah. Might, might even stick that before the weekend for you. I, I was going to say, we need to we need to drop the Christian Dennis one. People have been asking me. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I, I, again, I, I promised it the other week. I, I, need, I need to tweak the sound on it because it. Yeah. Without boring everyone with the technical side of it, the way I had to record it, I recorded it with my actual podcast mic. I recorded 
the interviewee, which was Dennis Holy Moxon and Halpy. I've been recording my voice using my phone because I don't have a second mic in the setup I've got. Trying to improve that and get a setup where we've got two mics that are separate in the future because it, it, it was. I, it, I've actually got the second mic, but he didn't. Yeah. He forgot to say and forgot. To, I could have dropped it off. Well, him, but, to be fair, I actually yeah. looked at this and I couldn't even use both mics because this this system yeah, I use doesn't yeah. let you use both, which is annoying yeah. and stupid. But I've got I've got another backup system that I'm hoping to, to sort out in the new year. So future interviews, the ones done in person at least, we'll be able to do properly. So there you yeah. go. Uh, right. Well, let's look ahead to the game then, Dan. Um, no behind enemy lines section this week because uh, Salford City don't have any online fans, very much like Harrogate. It's ridiculous, this, these teams coming yeah. up from the, the National We League do have game. a quiz question, though. Oh, go on then. You, you, you give us the quiz question for this week's uh, pod. It's a Carlisle and Salford themed question. Uh-huh. Salford City came into the league in 2019. Since they came into the league, six players have played for them who have also played for Carlisle United. Now, these players could have played before 2019, since 2019. It doesn't matter when, but they've played for Carlisle United and for Salford City in the league. Now, Richard Narty will not be accepted because he was only on trial here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Let me have a think about this one, Don. There's two obvious ones. Oh, Ashley Easton. Yeah. One. And Elliot Watt, the two yeah. that are currently there. Um, was Martin Smith one? Was he there still then? Uh, yes, Martin Smith counts. Okay, so that's... Do you say there's five in total? Six. Six. So halfway Six. There. Okay. Uh, who else has been at Salford in that time? Um, Simon Grand had long left by then, hadn't he? Yeah, Grand and Livesey had left by the time they came into the league. Lipsy actually left the summer they got promoted. Yeah, but he was on loan somewhere else, wasn't he, I think, before that. So Yeah. Um, oh, who else then? So these players have been at Salford since they've been in the league, but they played for Carl since, before yeah. then. Well, before or after. Yeah, just oh, they've, after. they've played for us at some point. After, is it? You throw me a curveball there. He's the one who's played for us since then. Mm, didn't play many games for them. Uh, oh, 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 no, this is annoying me now. Um, oh, wait, hang on, you, you're not counting George Tanner, are you? I think I forgot to put Tanner on the list. <laughs> well, Tanner didn't actually play a game for <laughs> He didn't actually did play, that's why I didn't put him on, yeah. There yeah. you go, so that's why I was thinking. He, 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 enjoy, he enjoyed the game down there, didn't he? He did, he did indeed. Yeah. Um, I'm struggling. Uh, oh. There's someone really obvious I've missed it, I'm sure. Yeah, one of them's quite obvious, but you only played three games. For Salford, is that all for us? Yeah. For, for Salford. Now, what sort of position sometimes comes in and only plays two or three games? Oh, it's going to be a goalkeeper, isn't it? Yes. Is it Max Crocombe? No, he'd left. He'd left, I didn't he? Oh, yeah. goalkeeper. Well, Thomas Hurley didn't play there. Did Paul, Paul? No, is it no? Not Magnus Norman. No. Why am I struggling to think of a goalkeeper who's played there? Someone who's. I I can't get it. I'm struggling with the goalkeeper. Who is it? Do you want me to tell you? Go on. Mark Howard. Mark Howard. Oh, that should, should be an obvious. Played three games. Mm. All right. Okay. Two uh, more on the list. 
Both were low knees to Carlisle. I'll give you that much. Low knees to Carlisle. Struggling. I really am struggling with this one. Um, Give me some positions. Go on. Uh, A striker and a midfielder. Well, sometimes plays defence. Oh, no, not Geffen Jones. Geffen Jones wasn't there, was he? No. No. Um, Midfielder who plays defence. Didn't do much for us. Oh, that's helpful. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, I'm trying to think here. Top of my head, right. Uh, So he was on loan to us, did you say, yeah? Yeah. Would he be? Um, this is making for great listening for the for the listeners, <laughs> isn't it? I suppose. Are we trying to work this out? Um, uh, he had a really, really good season after he was at Carlisle. Really good season after he was at Carlisle. Was Re- that, really good anyone. season. Scored okay. loads of goals. Uh, oh, um, it's not Paddy Madden. No, he's never been there. Uh, this is really annoying me. I can't work it out in my head. And his first name's Josh. Josh. Oh, Josh Morris. Yes. Oh, for God's sake. Yeah. Right, okay. And um, there's a striker left. I think this is a hard one, to be fair. A striker. Striker, striker, striker. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to try and rack my bones this one. Um, try and keep this as quickly as possible. Uh, striker, striker, striker. Okay. Um, this really is making great listening, isn't it? <laughs> he still plays, but not in this country. Not in this country. Oh, okay. Um, he actually plays in Finland now. Fin- oh my god, this is going to be someone really random. Knows. Oh wait, hang on. <laughs> is it Jake Jervis? It is. Yes. Yes. I just, I just remember then because the king, I, the king of the lawn move. Yeah, I just remember because when you said Finland straight, I was like, I'm pretty sure he's playing abroad now, isn't he? Well, that was a bit. Yeah. Sure. So, so go on, he had go- about eight lawn moves when he was at. He had about eight lawn moves when he was at Birmingham. Yeah. And I think he went to Turkey, didn't he? Yeah, and uh, he, he went. He was up in Scotland, and then he really settled at Plymouth for a few years, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. And uh, no, he, I think I think he was at Salford on loan from Luton. Yeah, was it three goals in five games he scored for us? He plays for S. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. He had a good little spell. Yeah, yeah. Surprisingly good. Uh, let's go and give us the full list before yeah. we move on, Dan. So that's Ashley Easton, Elliot Watt, Mark Howard, Jake Jervis, Martin Smith, and Josh Morris. Well, there you go. And like we said, Narty and Tanner do not count. Yes, indeed. Right, well, let's get on then, Dan. Uh, so for this weekend's game, referee is Sonny Gill. Um, this is uh, Sonny's first season as an EFL referee. He's become the first Sikh referee in the EFL since his dad, uh, John L. Singh, over a decade ago. Mm. Uh, taking charge of 14 games so far this season, handing out 49 yellows and one red card. Last season, he handed out 64 yellows and one red card in 16 national uh, league was games. Was he on the line in one of our games this season? Well, no, he was supposed to, This is the first time he's refereeing a United game. He was actually meant to be the referee for the game against Harrogate, the original one that was called off. 
Ah, that got he, called off for the Queen, yeah. yeah. He couldn't, he couldn't do the rearrange one. He was also uh, fourth official for one of the games as well. I can't remember which yeah, one, yeah. but he was definitely fourth official at some point as yeah. well. No, I knew I'd seen his name at some point in the season. Yeah. Head-to-head-wise, uh, head uh, it's going to be six meeting between the two sides, and United are just ahead at the moment uh, with two wins to the Amis, one draw, one win, sorry, and uh, two games have ended in draws. Um, yeah, looking at uh, Salford's squad and their summer activity, Dan, um, they were quite quiet up till the start of the season, weren't they? I think they'd only signed something like five players going into like, yeah, the first week. Yeah, they had a bit of a clear-out, didn't they? There was a few, yeah. a few sort of names disappeared that had been connected with them for a while. Uh, Some big earners in there, Ashwin, wasn't there? Um, Matty Willock, Ian Henderson, obviously, was... Uh, Jordan Turnbull as well. You know, Luke Burgess, you know, there was a few. Yeah, did Turnbull well, end when, up when, at um, when, or something like that, I think, did he? I can't I remember. Can't remember. When, when they did bring in, though, they did... Uh, they got sort of glutter loans all together, didn't they? You know, and yeah, towards the end. Some some quite quite good play. You know, Ethan Galbraith from Man United's yeah. well rated. Lauren uh, Tollage at Brighton was quite well rated. You know, but they've, they've had some uh, interesting signs. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll talk about one I really like in a minute. But the two ones they've signed from abroad. Well, I mean, that 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 they're a bit sort of left field, aren't they? I suppose. You know, in one yeah, sense. Yeah. Stevie Mallon signed from uh, Yeni Malayatspo. Have I got that Malat Yitzbo? Have I pronounced that Sounds right? Sounds about right. Obviously a Turkish side there. Uh, Elliot Simos from AS Nancy in uh, France as well. Mm. Um, you've obviously mentioned Richard Nati was on Travel United and something. He's gone there as well. But another former United he, player. He hasn't, he hasn't played much recently. I Has was looking not? at him the other day. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. he, he started the season. He's, I think he's dropped out a little bit. Okay, uh, Elliot Watts the obvious one, isn't it? Signed by, uh, on an undisclosed fee from Bradford. Bradford quite happy to sell him by looks of things, and mm. Mark Hughes clearly didn't fancy him. He's one of those players, Elliot Watt. I don't know what you think about this. A lot of our fans are very impressive. I, I was never that sold on him. I thought he had a very good set piece on him, and he could play a decent pass, but I never got the impression he was really a player would be up for the fight in League 2 I thought he was a player who probably did quite well in League 1 but not to be fair he got, he got stunted by the Covid thing didn't he from memory yeah yeah was it that help. season yeah yeah yeah. so obviously the season ended early but uh, I wasn't you know he, may, he maybe would have he maybe wouldn't have he's yeah, it's all right. He wasn't. He wasn't the worst player, but he certainly wasn't the best. Because there was a lot of fans who were surprised when he went to Bradford, weren't they? From Wolves, there was a feeling yeah, like, oh, yeah. he'd go to a League One club or a Championship club. But the fact that he's, you know, two, three years later on, he's still playing at League Two level suggests maybe that is his level. Possibly, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Uh, the one that stands out for me, Odin Bailey from Birmingham City. I think that's a really good signing. He looked a very good yeah, player yeah. for. Uh, Forest Green Rovers, didn't he, a few years ago when they were really flying in one of the seasons. Not last season, but obviously the season before. And then last season, he went on loan to Livingston in the SPL. Did quite well there, didn't he, I think? He got 30-odd appearances for them. So playing with a decent bit of experience behind him, it seems. Uh, any other players stand out in their squad for you? Uh, not really, but there's, there's one or two who've been there a while still. You know, there's a couple of names that I look at and I think you've been there. Certainly, since you've been in the league, sort of thing. Yeah. But yeah, they, they still feel like they're a work in progress. Yeah. Even though it's their what fourth season. Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was strange. 
if you look in defence, Ibu Toure is one who's impressed at this level, hasn't he? He's sort of left yeah, wing back, yeah. he flies up and down the pitch. Um, Ashley Easton, obviously captain, experienced player, you know, done really well for them. Only, only made the one appearance for us, didn't he? Yeah, one cap under for us. It was an FA Cup game against Tamworth, somewhere like that, I think. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was only one get that one game he played for us. Uh, in midfield, you've got Jason Lowe, you know, he's got bags of experience, you know, he's a very yeah, good player. Yeah. Matty Lund again, another one who's a very good player for Rochdale, wasn't he, for quite a while? I think he yeah. did they sign him at the same time they signed Ian Henderson, I think, a couple of years ago. Possibly, yeah, because Henderson actually got his record Rochdale goal the other week, didn't he? Against Salford as well. <laughs> well yeah, yeah. Scoring against. In it's attack, like they've not got that many sort of forwards or strikes, you want to call it that, but they've got some different ones in there, haven't they? Obviously, you mentioned uh, the lad on loan from Brighton, but. Conor McElhenney's a player I've always really liked at this level. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Really good player. I've not scored as many since he's gone to Salford, but maybe not playing the same sort of role. Uh, Callum Hendry come down from Scotland. He's he's one who, I think he was at St. Johnston, was he at, I think, yeah, quite a while? Yeah. He's a decent enough player. Matt Smith, though, is the obvious one, isn't he? Played at uh, Championship League. He played in the Premier League, actually, for Fulham. I can't remember. Not he wasn't sure. Fulham, wasn't he? I'm sure he went there. but um, Yeah. I mean, he, he, he's, what, six foot seven, isn't he? One of the few attackers this season who'll be able to put sort of pressure on uh, Thomas Holy for corn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Um, so yeah, there's quality in there, but it, it does look a lot tighter squad this season, doesn't it? It's, it's not as yeah, it always felt a bit bloated. I always felt very bloated, yeah. didn't he? Um, the manager is Neil Wood. Obviously, maybe a name fans don't recognise that much, but he was started out in Man United's academy years ago as a player, didn't he? Don't think he ever made it. Sort of had a sort of lower league, non-league career and. Uh, Went back to the be the under twenty three manager at Man United and has now got his first sort of full senior role, hasn't he, as a manager? Um, but he'll be looking over his shoulder because the form's dropped off a cliff, hasn't it? Yeah, well, this is the thing. I, mean, I was about to say <laughs> their form. They, they started the season because really, we said, didn't we, when we looked? I think about maybe about a month or so ago, maybe a little bit longer. We were all saying to each other, we said, "Oh, this is finally the season they're going to do it. The season where we don't predict them to do well. Typical, that isn't it?" And you know they were. In the playoffs, but you know, solid and keeping themselves up there, and they've now gone on a run where they've only won one of their last nine in all competitions. There's, a there's a lot of low scored, a lot of low scoring games, a lot of one nils, nil nils, one alls. You know, the, although uh, I don't know if you watched any of the game against Peterborough last night. I mean, I didn't see it, but I watched the highlights, and it looked like Peterborough dominated yeah. the game. Peterborough just got in the faces from from what I saw, and. and I've got to mention it. I don't like to belittle crowds, but literally just over a thousand there, and I think three or four hundred of them were from Peterborough. That's poor, isn't it? I mean, there's every yeah. there's every chance half the crowd this weekend is going to be Carl fans. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, we, we've we've sold out just over thirteen hundred. Fantastic, isn't it? Amazing support yeah. this season, like selling out so many away and so far already. He's yeah. brilliant, and there's still plenty of big ones to come, isn't there? I suppose, and you know, I mean, you look at you even look at the AFC Wimbledon away in in February. If we're flying. We could take a thousand, be a thousand easily, yeah, yeah. yeah, which would be amazing, yeah. an amazing. Support you know, on the on the, back, on the back of nearly a thousand at Tranmere, twelve hundred at Stockport, yeah, six hundred for a rearranged at Harrogate, all ticket. You know, it's yeah, exactly, fantastic. It's amazing, is it? The followings we're getting, um, but yes, it, it it it's a really good opportunity, I think, because I watched that that three nil defeat against Peterborough. They look a little bit, they looked a bit slap, sloppy in defence in this game, and one thing I noticed that. They, they let Jack Murray up, which, again, we'll get onto him in exile section in a second, but he scored a header from a corner. I mean, he's not a big lad. He's only about 5'11", isn't he? I don't think he's even 6'0". 
and he got a, fr- uh, a near post header on a corner. So if we can get a decent delivery to the box, every chance him, we get him and the other lad who scored with the double battle name, I forget his uh, name. Clark, uh, Mason Clark. Uh, yeah, the pair of them absolutely tortured Salford from what I yeah. saw. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I, I think this could possibly, I'd like to think Stretton could do a similar job. Yeah. He's, when when he runs, he's actually got a bit of speed on him. I well, don't think people realise. Ryan Edmondson's quick as well. For a big yeah, lad, yeah. he's quite rapid. So there's every chance, you know, we'd stretch them in this game. I think this is one of these games where maybe you keep Christian Dennis on the bench and bring him on later on. Yeah, yeah. They've tied yeah. a bit, so that that's probably the option there. But there you go. Um, yeah, so uh, enough of that, talking points-wise. I mean, we've covered all the points I think I wanted to talk about. Yeah. Salford. <laughs> um, talk about United. It's looking a lot better, isn't it, in terms of injuries? Suddenly, mm. we've obviously, as we Slowly mentioned, cleaning up. we were able to leave two players out of the matchday squad the weekend, Hilton and yeah. Idem with the unlucky men who were, didn't feature. Um, yeah, the one frustrating thing, I suppose, is the fact that still no reserve game for Joel Senior, Ben Barkley, Jamie Devitt and Sonny Hilton to build up a bit of match for even, even Torby, you know, get him a... Yeah, also exactly. I completely yeah. forgot Toby because he's been we, playing we, games. <laughs> I'm sure we've actually got a Central League Cup game due as well. I think that might be this week coming up, actually. Yeah, yeah. Possibly, yeah. So that'd be, that'd be good to get a bit of... Because I think the Cumberland the Cup game is early December now, about the 5th or 6th, possibly. Yeah, that would make sense. But yeah, yeah. yeah so... So no, that it's it's good to get it'd be good to get a bit of uh, fitness into their legs. I mean, you potentially can have an off point soon where you're going to be leaving five or six players out of the match day squad, aren't you? Yeah, so, yeah. Which is you know frustrating for those players, but it's where you want to get to, isn't it? Really. So uh, yeah. So yeah, would you would you make any changes to the side that started against Walsall for this one? I would bring Stretton in for Charters. You know what? I think I'd agree with that one. I think I'd go. And with that and go I, back to I, five. I would pro- yeah. I'd, I'd possibly put. Gibson on the left for it, with Stretton on the right. Would you not go back to playing the five, sort of the three-five-two, and, and yeah, have Gibson could do. in midfield? You could do. You could do. And I, I'd, I'd like to see uh, if it's back and arm. I'd like to see them getting up and uh, basically doing what Peterborough did, you know, and try and bully them a bit, get get at them. Yeah, you know, definitely. really go at them from the start. I think that's going to be yeah. the key. Yeah, and then, then then as you say, bring Dennis on for twenty-five to. Snaffle a, a goal later on. Yeah, exactly that. Exactly that. Yeah. Right. Um, let's get on predictions then, Dan. Uh, in terms of the, the prediction table, nothing's changed because none of us predicted a nil-nil. Shock horror. Yeah. Uh, so it's still Mike on six, me on eleven, and you on twelve. So let's have your prediction for this weekend's game. I'm going to go for a two-nil, and I'm going to go for Edmondson, and I think Gibson's due one. Okay. I'm going to go two-one. And I'm going to go with Huntington and Edmondson to get the other. So here's a Mike. He sent in his prediction earlier. So this is what he had to say. So this week, I'm going to go for a 2-1 win. And I'm going to go for Ryan Edmondson and John Mellish to get our goals. I thought he was going to pick the same as me there. I was thinking <laughs> he's going to go Edmondson here, isn't he? But there you go. Right, uh, XR section down to round it up. Um, yeah, not massively busy this week, but no. still a few. Uh, James Tavernier scored a penalty for Rangers in the one-all draw at St Mirren. Mm. Uh, Gary Medine scored for Blackpool in the 2-1 defeat at Wigan. Uh, Kyle Dempsey got a red card for Bolton in the 0-0 draw at Cambridge. 
as as we alluded to earlier, Andy Cook continued his great run, scored for Bradford in the two 0 win at Sutton. Yeah. Uh, Paddy Madden, another who's in decent form, netted the winner for Stockport in the two one at Newport. Uh, Ashley Madison, which again we alluded to earlier, the only yeah. goal scorer as Crawley beat Barrow one nil. Uh, a name that hasn't been in for a while and he's popping up weekly now. Yeah. Jack Bridge scored a penalty for Southend in a 2 0 home win South- over Dorking. Southend are flying at the moment, aren't they? They're on a really good <laughs> run of form. They went on a good little run, haven't they? Which, considering they've got a winding up order against them at the moment, it's quite yeah, impressive, yeah. isn't it? There you I, go. I think they've had a winding up order for about 25 years. Oh, they're, they're a mess of the club, aren't they, know. really, in terms of off the field? And uh, yeah. Gavin Riley got the opener for Queen of the South, but it was uh, in <laughs> Not the a good day. got beat. 5-1 at Alloa. Wow. Uh, a couple in midweek. Uh, if anyone watched Derby Torquay, they'll have seen Mark Ellis score. Unfortunately, it was in his own net, which Bullet didn't really help. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Derby hammered them 5-0. By far the better team. And as as we mentioned, Jack Marriott uh, played well for Peterborough, scored a brace in the 2-0 win at Salford. Freedom. And one one little piece of other, well, two, because I found a belt the other night, oh. didn't I? Oh, yes, Adam Murray is the new head coach at AFC Fylde, so yeah. uh, that'll, that'll suit him. That, that's quite a step down, isn't it? Assistant manager at Bishop Random ex-player highlight, Canice Carroll celebrated his 50th game for Oxford City recently. I mean, there's a drop-off in... in <laughs> thing. And if we go from well, Brentford B... Queen's Park he went to. He was at Brentford. He was in their B team, you know, because they got a B team set up, haven't they? And he, yeah, yeah. And he, and he went there for big money from Oxford as like a 16, 17-year-old, didn't he, I think? Yeah, yeah. And he's just never been the same since. It's quite sad, really, isn't it? That's, yeah. He, he, off, but... he, 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 went to, he went to Swindon on, was it Lawn? Came to uh, us on Lawn and he went to Stevenage, didn't he? Well, he went to he came to us on loan, got sent off in his first appearance, didn't he? I think pretty yeah, much yeah. against uh, against Swindon out of all clubs as well. And he, he played a couple of games for Stevenage, and obviously that season curtailed. Yeah. Then he went up to Scotland and played a few games for Queens Park. Yeah, and then he just landed at Oxford City. Obviously, he's from the area, so you know, yeah, quite a drop off for that. But there you go. Yeah. Right, uh, that's it done. Then I think we've all got it all wrapped up. Uh, thanks once again to our sponsors, the London Branch, for their support this season. Always really appreciated. Um, yeah, I will get those two into these out soon. We'll try and get them out in the next few days. I'll try, I'll try and maybe get the help up for the weekend and Christian Dennis early next week, possibly. We'll, we'll definitely sort that out very soon. Yeah. I promise you that one. Uh, but other than that, we'll obviously have a, a preview of the FA Cup game against uh, Walsall next week. We'll we'll change that one up a little bit. We might try and do something a bit different because obviously we've already talked about Walsall two weeks ago. So it'll be a, <laughs> yeah, we, we, a boring, we have got uh, someone to come on that we've been meaning to get on for a few weeks. Yeah. So we'll see if he's available. Definitely. We'll try and get something sorted. But yeah, other than that, um, that's pretty much isn't it? Done for now. Yeah. Don't think I've got anything else to cover. So uh, thanks everyone for listening and up the blues. Up the blues.